So I want to uh, talk to you tonight about what a help God is to us. And of course, it's a very simple message. Most of my messages are pretty simple. But I'm telling you, it's such a revelation when we really realize that we have help any time and every time that we need it. And it doesn't bother God. It doesn't bother him. So we're going to talk about that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this evening's service. For each one here, we thank you, Father, for their hearts being open, their minds receptive, and their ears anointed to hear. We thank you, Lord, the engrafted word is able to save our souls, that our souls are renewed, our souls are prospered, so that we walk in prosperity and health. We thank you, Father, for those listening on live stream, that they'll also be blessed tonight, empowered by your word, changed. And they'll have solutions to problems. And they'll be given wisdom and spiritual understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to start with Psalm 121. Psalms 121, and we'll read with verse verse 1. I was praying this morning and asking the Lord for some help. And as soon as I asked him, I heard the Spirit of God say that um, he, he's, that he's a very present help. And so I said, responded to him, well, I'm asking for help, and I know you're helping me right now, in Amen. Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. And it just brought such a calm and such a peace in my life, um, because... Anytime we ask for it, we don't have to beg or wonder if he's going to do anything. Um, sometimes the answer that we're asking for is not spontaneous. It's not right then, right there. I have learned that. Um, however, I have learned that he can do so, so many unbelievable things to work out a situation or to help you that it's it's really all inspiring. I mean, it is something else how he can. Well, the Bible says he can work all things together for the good yeah. to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So he can just make it work out. And, uh, you know, bef- at times I've, I've thought, well, you know, this financial need has, is so big and so uh, tremendously overpowering and daunting and all those words, you know, if you've ever run into something like that, maybe it was an unexpected debt that you had that you didn't know you had or yeah. something was sprung on you that you thought, what? And um, I'm telling you, God can just make it happen. It's just, it's just amazing to me. So if you're in that place tonight, open yourself up to the Lord, ask for help and say, I asked for it. I know you're helping me right now with it. Amen. And see that thing turn around. Look at Psalm 121, verse 1. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, for whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Now, you know, that's something we should probably underline, because I think many times, as humans, we look to the hand of man to help us. And when I say man, I'm talking about mankind, you know, uh, people. Uh, this day and time, a lot of people look to government yeah. to help. Well, the government needs to do something to help me, you know. Yeah. And you've heard that lately, you know. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, 
I'm pray for our government, praise God, and for positions in authority, of course. And yes, I think it's proper for them to take care and serve the public. They're public servants. Hopefully, they won't forget that. Um, but we need to look to God for our help. Amen. Um, because man is very limited, as we all know, and um, unpredictable. Um, the world system is extremely unpredictable, but God's system is always the same. It's just like He is the same. He is He is the God, and He changes not. Why? Because He doesn't have to. He's perfect, and His system is perfect. So um, this scripture says, "My help cometh from the Lord." And it's just good to say that to yourself. When you need some help, you know, just say, um, in this situation, yeah, help. And then just say, and I know you are, Lord. I know you are helping me right now. Because he called himself an hel- a helper. That's one of the things he said about himself, is um, that he is help. Um, now, and that's also a beautiful thing because it's, it, do, it's, it doesn't limit him to just one avenue of help. I mean, he, he can help you with your, you know, with your mind, with your relationships, with your finances, yeah. with your physical body, with, you know, anything that arises, he has um, the answer and he has help and assistance. I have found that it comes in many different forms at times. Um, sometimes he can change things, just absolutely turn it around and just miraculous and the whole thing changes and that's great. Sometimes it comes by him uh, imparting unto us a knowing. And I believe that's wisdom that, that's come from him. When I've asked him about something and then all of a sudden, it might be two days later, I just get an understanding or a knowing of how to solve the problem or what to do about it or what not to do. And um, that wisdom is, is, is um, freely given. In fact, he said so much so that he said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask, right? Let him ask. And he would give it to us liberally. So I was thinking about um, a gal that I was having supper with not too long ago. And her boss had told her, that uh, she's kind of operations manager over uh, a business. And he said, we're going to have to do some cutbacks. And tomorrow you're going to have to fire two people. And he named the two people that she was going to have to fire. And she was very, very upset because these two people are great employees. They've been there for a while. There's no reason other than just the lack of finances to fire them. And so... Uh, she said, but there's no way that I can get the budget down that low and keep them. So she was at a dilemma, you know, and I said, why don't we pray for wisdom? Because God has a way of showing you things that you don't know. Yeah. Amen. That you know not. Yeah. And so we did. We prayed for wisdom that evening. Well, she went to work the next day and let me know that God showed her how to cut the budget without firing those two people. And it was cut lower than what it would have been cut 
with firing the two of them. So, you know, everyone was pleased with the outcome. Praise God. And he just can, he can do that. If we just settle in a little bit with him and not be so fearful or panicky, because I know I'm human. I, you know, I can get right there and panic with the best of them at times. And it's just uh, good just to settle in, talk to somebody who's maybe not in the emotional hot pool that you're in, the hot fire, you know, and uh, let them pray with you about wisdom and, and wow, see God move. Amen. Amen. Another way he can um, help us is through an opportunity. Uh, you know, I remember years ago, I, I wanted to give a really nice gift to someone that was close to me and I just didn't have the finances in the in my budget right then to be able to bless them like I wanted to. So I started asking God for the money. Lord, can you give me this much money for this person's gift? And this is how it worked out. Uh, someone came up to me and they said, I know you're working. I know you have several jobs here, but I really need help for about three months. So can you do some part-time help for me for three months? And, uh, you know, it'd be a blessing for me and hopefully it'd be a blessing to you. Well, that was exactly the the price that I needed to pay for a gift for this person. So, you know, it, it can come as an opportunity. An opportunity can arise that will help you get through your need or your uh, problem. Amen. And, and, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear get a job. But sometimes that's the answer. And sometimes that's the answer. And, and, you know, I don't think we should be scared of work. It's it's actually very fulfilling to work and to produce and to see results in your life. And I think that, you know, I highly recommend work. Amen? And I think God does too. Uh, another way that um, he can help you is through prompting. You know, those little promptings or inclinations. And sometimes it's that still small voice. So you have to really pay attention to the inside, which is good for us because that's the way God wants to guide us most of the time is just through those inclinations or those promptings. A a good friend of mine who's gone on to be with the Lord, Candace uh, Jackson, uh, she told me, she said, Scarlett, you just need to yield to the inclinations. Mm -hmm. And I'd never really thought about that word too much until she said it, but um since since she said that, um, and she was really referencing the gifts of the Spirit uh, at that time, but I have found it to be true in my personal life, not just public ministry, that those inclinations are so important. Amen? And David and I have, uh, you know, we've had positive things happen because we listened to those inclinations, and we've had uh, really negative things not happen. Because we've listened to those inclinations. And we've learned later, thank God we listened to God. Thank God we listened to those inner promptings, those inner inclinations. Amen? And God helped us because of that. Um, uh, we, uh, I remember years ago, a prompting. I woke up at 4 a.m. in the morning and uh, praying about, a, there was, you know, just something in my spirit about a car accident. And uh, some good friends of mine were in California ministering, 
and they were in a horrible car wreck. We timed it. It was about the same time that I was praying and the car flipped over. One guy was ejected from the, the driver's seat across the intersection. It was really, really bad. And nobody in the car was injured. Not even the guy that was thrown out. You know, now that's a miracle, isn't it? But again, listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit for help. Amen. And sometimes we don't even need, we don't even know we need help. I didn't, woke up not even knowing that, but yet the Spirit of God knew it, didn't he? And, um, and then, uh, sometimes the, uh, help from the Lord comes in a, uh, a question to you about making a choice or a decision. You know, you need to make a choice or you need to make a decision. And, and we, you know, we know then that if we go with the Lord's will, it's going to be good. Amen. It's going to be good. Now, it's, it's sometimes it's tough. It's not, uh, flowery beds of ease, but, uh, the will of God is always the best way to choose and the decision to follow Him in, in things. And I remember following Him in full-time ministry when, um, when He came to me in an experience in my home and told me to go to Rainbow Bible Training. Well, now it's college. And um, this was in 1980. And so I didn't know anybody there. I'd heard one one cassette tape by Kenneth Hagen, my personal testimony. That's all I'd ever heard. And didn't know anybody or anything really about Rhema. And And yet, when I said yes to that, and my plans were were pretty laid out. I I'm always kind of been a planner, you know. I was at the University of Alabama. I was going to be a, a business major. My parents' motel. Um, my brother didn't want to have anything to do with it, and so I was going to take over the family business. So everything was pretty lined up, ready, you know. <laughs> and yet, the Spirit of God had something to say, and um, so I uh, decided I was going to follow the Lord. And when I'd made that decision, it was amazing how doors started opening for the, and the rest of it unfolding so much so that you wouldn't even believe the things that happened, you know, and the, and the people that, that I was surrounded with, you know, and, and interacted with daily, like the Hagans. And, you know, I lived with Patsy and Candace and David and I went on our first date. <laughs> 1980. <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying smack over here. You don't need to know. <laughs> anyway, um, so all all these things uh, lined up really, really beautifully because I believe God gave me a choice and he asked me to make a decision. And so um, the Bible says something about choices. It says, I, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Amen. <laughs> and that's a big hint from God is choose life. So um, he can also, of course, of course, this is true, help you through other people. And and I said a while ago, let's don't look to the hand of man. But also when you're asking God for help, many times he'll send people to you with the answer <laughs> or the, they are the answer. 
Amen. And I have written down in my prayer journals and in my vision book and vision board. I mean, Shannon is described in my before I met her. She is a, a description of her is, Lord, I need a social media lady to help me with podcasts. I wasn't even doing podcasts then. But, you know, these are things that I petitioned the Lord for. Yeah. And before I knew it, there she was. There she is. She's here tonight. Praise God. And um, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I'm just so grateful because, you know, we have trouble turning our phone on and off. <laughs> Technical difficulties, don't we, David? <laughs> but Shannon talks us off the cliff and helps us through. Praise the Lord. And there's others of you, too, here tonight that have certainly been an answer to prayer for me. And I appreciate you so much. And I thank God for you. Um, God can send you assistance in the form of people. Um, I remember years and years ago, I was having a fashion show at my church. And um, I had about 300 women coming. And it was a, a lot. It was a lot in involvement. But we were sending the money to feed the hungry uh, Lester Summerall's program. So we wanted it to be really nice. And we wanted, you know, people to to uh, enjoy their time, but yet raise money, too, for, for Feed the Hungry. So um, we were going to have a luncheon. Now, I'm not much of a, a cook, you know. <laughs> it's just not one of my skills. I do cook when I have to, but thank God my husband likes to eat out. <laughs> so praise the Lord for everything, right? And um, so I was really a little bit panicked over 300 women coming to our church and not knowing what in the world am I going to do to feed these ladies, you know, and just really thinking, God, help me with this. And um, there was a lady that came up to me and she said, I hear that you're having a luncheon. And I said, yeah. And I said, it's 300 women. She goes, Scar, that is nothing. She said, I could do that so easily. And I said, really? She said, I have, you know, she was a chef. She had cooked. I didn't know anything about her. She had been coming to our church, but I didn't know everybody in the church at that point. We had about a thousand. And, you know, you don't know everything about everybody's life. And, oh, she was thrilled to do it. It was nothing for her. And I thought, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, what a relief it is to have somebody have that skill set that you can't possibly think about. You know, I just panic over 10 people, much less 300, right? And she just loved it. It was wonderful. It turned out great. And we sent Brother Summerall a huge check for Feed the Hungry. Amen? So God will assist you. And, and I could go on and on and on and on. I mean, I just today just prayed a couple of examples because I know I could brag on God all all night long. You could too, probably. And I think it's good to remember the things that he's helped us with because you know we're going to have to have help in the future. Some of us need help right now, like I was praying this morning. There's just things that you need God to get involved with you on, and he will. That's the good news. Amen? He will. Um, We were at a Gulf Coast convention years ago, and uh, there was two people from my church who had liver disease. Um, they both had gotten diagnosed about the same time. They weren't kin or anything, or it was just two different people in the church, a lady and a man. 
very integral parts of our church. She was our head greeter, and he was very involved in ushers and outreach, etc. Both uh, got really bad diagnosis from the uh, prognosis from the doctor um, that they, you know, that there was no uh, healing for them uh, or help. You know, it was it was really bad liver disease. So. We went to the Gulf Coast Convention, and Patsy was preaching, Patsy Caminetti, some of you know her, and she was ministering, and she said, there are five people here that have terminal diseases, and uh, two of them were there from my church, and then there was three others that I didn't know. So five of them came forward, and she prayed for them, and this is the thing that I want I want to let you know about help because it comes in different ways. Amen. This gentleman had gotten uh, some experts to talk to him about a liver transplant. And up until that point, they said it's impossible because of your age or how far the disease has progressed. And, you know, they just didn't give him a lot of hope for a transplant. And after that prayer that Patsy prayed over them, he got a call and they said, we're going to make an exception in your case and we have a liver for you. And so he he went to Shands and was operated on and did wonderfully well through, you know, I think he just died last year. And it was years ago, decades ago that this happened. And then the woman, our head greeter, she Patsy laid hands on her and she because she had lost all kind of weight. She was very, very thin, very sick. And she started getting better from that time forward and just got better and better and better and better. The doctors couldn't believe it, how she was recovering. And she's still alive today. Beautiful woman. Amen. So you see how two different people, I don't know why one had to have a liver transplant, but he did great. Amen. And the the power of God was there to see him through all that and his family. And I think it's wonderful that God knows how to help, regardless of how it comes. Amen. And uh, Psalm 46, 1 says he is a very present help in trouble. And I like that part, too, because some people will leave you when you're in trouble. They don't want to hear it when you're in trouble. In fact, they scatter sometimes because they don't want to be associated with somebody that might have some problems. Isn't that sad? Um, and I'm not saying to everybody. Some people are so wonderful. They run to you, you know, just like God does. But there are those who you just thought you could count on and you can't count on them. But God is a very present help in trouble when you're in trouble. And, you know, there is trouble in this life. There is trouble. I mean, we're faith people, but we know that there is tribulation. There is trouble. And the good news is he's with you in that trouble. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace mercy to help in time. Don't mean you're needy or when you need help. These are times where God wants to show up and show out and show himself strong. Amen. And let you have a huge testimony to encourage others. Hebrews 13, 6 says, um, I will confidently say, confidently say, the Lord is my helper. 
I will not fear. Now, you know, if you have somebody for you all the time like that, you kind of do get cocky a little bit like, oh, come on. This is nothing compared to what God can do. And, um, you know, um, thank God I have a wonderful husband. And I can count on David. He helps everything and everything. He's there. He's And I'm just, God is more faithful than a wonderful, loving husband. Isn't that something to think about? And and can do, you know, much more than any person on the earth can do. And he will do it. Now, let's look. Let's close with this in Daniel, because I want to. I just want to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Y'all want to hear it? (laughs) Good. Good, good, good. Okay, Daniel chapter 3. Sometimes it's good to go over these uh, Old Testament stories because it kind of, again, encourages us. If God can do that, he can take care of what I'm facing or what you're facing today. He, uh, let's see, Daniel, we'll start with uh, chapter 3 and um, we'll skip some of this here. But um, let's see. Uh, let's read the first verse. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, and you know that. He wanted everybody to fall down and worship that image of gold. And then you know that um, the some of the people uh, saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not worship. And they run over to Nebuchadnezzar. And say, you know, these men did not do it. Well, it really upset King Nebuchadnezzar. He was, in verse 19, full of fury. And uh, the form of his visage was changed. Don't you love that? Have you ever seen some of my visage changed? <laughs> well, changed. Changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heat. So uh, here it is, hotter than ever before, and he commanded the mighty men that were me to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the uh, burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hose and their hats, their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's uh, commandment was urgent, the furnace exceeding hot, the fire of the uh, flame of the fire slew those men that took them up. In other words, the people that cast them in were di- died in that process. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Uh, then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men. So he's, he's the one that spotted this, the king, the one who was all about, you're going to worship my golden images, right? I see four loose, I love that, um, walking in the midst of the fire, really the only thing, that was burned up were the things that bound them. And I'm telling you, if you've ever been through some fire in your life, <laughs> some of us have been through some things, right? 
and it is interesting how if you hang with the Lord through it all, um, things in your life that aren't so wonderful kind of fall off yes. through that. In fact, um, David calls it the two by four hitting you in the head, you know, um, that we all go through the trials or crises of life. But if you do hang in there with the Lord, um, you will get better. You you get better as a person. Um, you know, they say you can get bitter or better and better is better. Don't get don't get bitter. Um, but these these men, whatever was was binding them, it was burned. That was the only thing burned. They were walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Praise the Lord. He's with you in the midst of trouble. He's with you when you're in need. Hallelujah. And he is a very present help. So we'll skip on down. Of course, you know the story here that um, verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree that every People, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Boy, he won them over, didn't he, with this one experience? Uh, Shall be cut in pieces. Don't you love this king? He's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) He's strange, wasn't he? And their houses uh, shall be a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Now, we need to underline that too in our lives. He is our deliverer. And there's no other God, there's no other person that can deliver after this sort. Amen. And then he said, the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So they were came out very profitable in this whole endeavor and promoted because they uh, followed the Lord. Amen. They just followed God. They said, we are not going to bow to any of this other mess here. Amen. So I believe that God has helped for you tonight. And before we pray, I just want you to think about for a moment what you need some help with. Amen. Just think in your own mind. Maybe you knew it as soon as I've been preaching on this, as soon as I started, maybe. But others, maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know. I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, maybe you know somebody else that needs help. Um, let's pray and just believe God that as we ask him, we receive. We receive help. He is a very present help. Father, I thank you tonight that you are help. In the time of trouble, the time of need, and the time where things might look hopeless and, and, and we feel helpless, we know that you are help for us. So we look to you, Lord. And we thank you that we can declare tonight, the Lord is my helper. My helper. And you're helping right now because we've asked. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for solutions. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for opportunities. Thank you, Lord, for divine intervention. Thank you for uh, giving us the choice and giving us the answer to the choosing that we would choose life thank you lord for other people stepping into our lives to help we thank you for it father 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. When we sing this together, he's all I need. You can stand up if you want to. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. He's all Is all I need. You're all. Sing it to him. You're all. Jesus, you're all. So as an act of your will, you will say that the Lord is my helper and he is the one that is helping me. I shall not fear what men shall do to me. I shall not fear what circumstances may bring. But I lift up my eyes from which cometh my help, and I say my help cometh from the Lord. He is my deliverer. Hallelujah. Don't makanzebete. En jendel su, shikesa. En don't makabati fegetsu, brikeleti isi, ikanda labasuta. And there will be calls for great rejoicing, and even those who said, I don't know how they're going to make it, I don't know how they're going to survive that. You will say, the Lord has done great things. And others will rise up and be glad for you and rejoice with you for the goodness of God that is manifested in your life, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise God. Amen. I believe that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Anything else? Hallelujah. Well, we'll um, be dismissed. Remember, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. God bless you.